0: This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron
1: Flint. All right, this is great. We've already got a lawmaker on the phone lines here this morning. Uh, I sent out a note via Twitter about a half an hour ago. Uh, I said this, today we are especially keeping the phone lines open without guests since it is the transmittal break for the Montana legislature. So if you want to let folks know what you've been up to, call in to Montana Talks today, and we're going to keep the phone lines open until 10 a.m. And that, So that's exactly what we're doing. So yeah, phone lines are open uh, for you. Phone lines are open if you're a state lawmaker that's on the transmittal break right now, the one-week break during the uh, the 90-day legislative session, 406-294-0970. And uh, yeah, very excited to chat with uh, State Senator Shelley Vance here in just a second. The one quick thing that I just wanted to say, uh, with Frank and Carbon County's question, when it comes to, you know, okay, what if a Ron DeSantis or even what if a Donald Trump selected Tulsi Gabbard as their running mate? Now, I think a lot of us uh, are, are, are becoming big fans of Tulsi Gabbard, uh, Tulsi Gabbard and her independence. And really, when it comes to the big issues of the day today, uh, free speech, and standing up against this federal government that, that is being weaponized against the American people, and standing up against this woke nonsense, Tulsi Gabbard is is right there on the biggest issues of our time right now. Uh, so so I think a lot of folks are, are big fans of what she's doing. But there's still a number of, of areas where she's still very liberal. The question is, would she be like a, a John Bollinger For the Republicans, you remember John Bollinger was this uh, former Republican legislator who ended up becoming so moderate uh, that Brian Schweitzer, see, Brian Schweitzer wanted to wanted to have a Republican running mate because it was a good narrative to win the governor's uh, seat. It was a good narrative to help the Democrat Party. And so so he selects Republican John Bollinger as his running mate. Was there anything that John Bollinger ever did or ever accomplished as lieutenant governor? Did he do anything that actually helped Republicans? No. He basically was there to be a pawn for the Democrats. So the question is, would, would Tulsi Gabbard actually help everyday working-class American people? Would Would she would she be a good partner in a Republican administration? Or would she just divide uh, a, a potential White House? I think that's, that's what would be interesting to see. I think she could help a narrative, a winning narrative, pull moderates in, pull Democrats in. But, but would she ultimately divide an administration? That's where the real question would come in. Anyway, That's my take. What's yours? Let's jump into the phone lines here. State Senator Shelley Vance calling in from Belgrade this morning. Senator Vance, great to hear from you, and it was fun seeing you at the Capitol about a month or so ago.
2: Hey, Aaron, Uh, thanks so much. I decided I better jump in line first because. Your show was so popular at your 9 o'clock hour. There's no way I'm going to be getting in there.
1: So. It's tough some days, I isn't promise. it? Yeah, I can barely get a word in. I'm, I'm the host of the show, and I can barely get a word in some days in the 9 o'clock hour because I, I get so excited by all the phone calls. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, no. It's, well, anyway, it's good to be home, and I just wanted to visit with you a little bit because, like you said, when we saw each other at the Capitol – I was just uh getting ready to introduce my um my Senate Bill 117 which is going to prohibit local governments from taking uh private money to pay for elections. If you remember that bill. Yeah. And I just wanted to let let you know that it, we got it through the Senate it it's, on it's it is on it is in the House. So in a couple weeks I would guess it will be they'll be listening to that in the in the house
1: so hopefully
2: we'll get that one passed
1: and this, so this is Senate Bill 117 that would basically ban what many of us would refer to as the Zuckbucks, the Zuckerbucks, where, where leftists that's- like, like Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook were interfering in elections across the country by, by fun, you know, funding some efforts at these election offices. That's, that's great, because that should have gotten done the last go around. We've got a Republican supermajority. Let's act like it. This is just common sense. Uh, was it a, was it a big vote in the Senate, or how close was that vote?
2: Oh, boy. You know what? I don't even know. Um, (laughs) It was – I should know that. You won. That's all that matters. You know what? I do remember. It was a party line vote. Yep, it was 34 – 16. The Democrats
1: yes. wanted the outside money in our elections offices. The Republicans did not, go figure. Uh, well, uh, yeah, so now I encourage everybody to contact the, the members of the state house or while these uh, state house uh, lawmakers are back home in their districts, encourage them to support Senator Vance's bill. Uh, uh, yeah, what, what are some of the other pieces of legislation you've been working on? Well,
2: the the only other one I wanted to visit with you about, Aaron today was uh, Senate Bill 419. And that is um, a bill that's going to ban TikTok, app- the application of TikTok in uh, the territory of Montana.
1: So ban and it all together. So to ban it all together, because I know there's, there's been efforts to ban it from state government devices, state government computers, but this would ban TikTok all out.
2: Yeah. So but Yes, that is true. So basically what it says is um, TikTok may not operate within the territorial jurisdiction of Montana. And um, uh, it, it, um, it bans the operation of TikTok by a company, or downloading um, uh, the option to download TikTok. But one of the things that I want to make sure that everybody understands is um, it does have um, it has a penalty with it. It's a ten thousand uh, dollars penalty. But one thing that is real important for everybody to know is those penalties do not apply to users. So you as a person... It would
1: apply to, like, um, the, the Googles and the Apples of the world, World, I, I imagine. Hold that thought. State Senator Shelley Vance out of Belgrade will come back to you here right after the break. Yeah, the great uh, phone call uh, to kick off our, uh, our, our phone lines here and, and especially hearing from some of our lawmakers during the transmittal break. Stand by. See, in order for the rest of the folks in the news to think it's news, you've got to have LGBTQ in the headline. See, now, Governor Gianforte is about to deliver tax relief for all Montanans. Oh, but that's not big news. So you have to use a different headline. Governor Gianforte delivers tax relief for LGBTQ Montanans. Well, it's true. They're getting tax relief. We're all going to get tax relief. Montana Talks, the show where you get to talk statewide, 9 to 10,
3: right here.
0: Montana Talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. You know, I want to go back to State
1: Senator Shelley Vance, talk more about her bill to ban TikTok, the Chinese, the communist Chinese owned intelligence collection tool known as TikTok. I want to talk about that uh, and, and more with State Senator Shelley Vance. Uh, but it looks like Richard in Livingston has a legislative related question here. So let me sneak in a call from Richard in Livingston here first before I go back to uh, State Senator Shelley Vance. Richard, thanks for the call. Did you have a, a question or a comment? you want to throw out there?
3: Yeah, and I apologize in advance to be a little bit sketchy, but uh, and I, I, man, I catch the radio most of the time when I'm working, as I am right now. And that, but I remember uh, catching a uh, gal from North Dakota with the, uh, and talking about the uh, crypto bill that they were facing. They didn't list Montana on the uh, thing as having any bills in there, but over the weekend. I was hearing about, I think it was a uh, SB or uh, House Bill 370 that is supposed to be doing crypto. And I'm wondering, you know, are we looking into what the... Uh, pluses and minuses of that are.
1: Yeah, in terms of promoting cryptocurrency or regulating cryptocurrency, something to that effect. Yeah, good good question. Thanks for the call. Uh, State Senator Shelley Vance, I know you called in about a couple other topics. Have you seen some cryptocurrency-related bills come across your desk there?
2: You know, Aaron, I have, and um, it it was towards the very end of of the break, the transmittal break, when you got, like, you know, it just seems like you've got 30,000 bills coming at you all at once. But I do remember some discussion about it, and um, I believe um, there's a senator out of Billings that, uh, that has, is uh, working on
1: that. Um, got to be Daniel Zolnikov. Um, he's kind of that yeah, young I'm pretty techie. Sure. He's our young techie geek uh, in, the, exactly. in the state legislature. Yep. Yeah. The
2: best guy to do stuff like that. He yeah. Really, you know.
1: <laughs> well, we'll have to. We'll I have to, think he does have some. We'll have to reach out to him, see if he can call in during the uh, transmittal break here as well. So, yeah, you were uh, talking about a couple of bills you're working on. Senate Bill 419, I believe it is, is the bill to ban TikTok. I referred to TikTok as the communist Chinese-owned intelligence collection tool. This is a. It's an app that, that people would have on their phone, entertaining videos, very popular app. And uh, but even Tim Montana, who's a musician from Butte, Montana, he he says he, his promoters are telling him, Tim, why aren't you on TikTok? And Tim Montana, who's a you know social media influencer, says, Why would I be on there? Why would I help the communist Chinese? They're no friend
4: of ours.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so many so many people just kind of get sucked into this because you know it's you know our young people. Um, it's fun. It's you know funny, funny stories, funny you know laughing about you know all different kinds of stuff, and they don't realize that they're taking intelligence from us. They're taking, they're giving all of our information, and it's going exactly. You're exactly right. It's going exactly to the um, uh, CCP. So we need to kind of get rid of it. But I wanted to emphasize because I think some people were concerned that um, it was on, oh, my gosh, I've, I've got this on my phone. It's We're trying to stop the companies from even allowing the app to occur. Now, it does eliminate um, uh, ISPs from it. So um, they're, you know, because they're just kind of like a, a landline. They're a carrier. So yeah. they're not, they don't. They're not affected by
1: the by the uh, penalty. So if you're a, a CenturyLink um, or, or a Mid Rivers or a NEMONT or a Spectrum that just simply Correct. has the fiber that the that the you know app would would transit through, you're not going to be uh, penalized by this. It would specifically target the the major uh, Google's and, and Apple uh, placed i iStore, I guess it is uh, of the world. Yeah, very interesting. I know I know some conservatives are pushing back on Saying, "Hey, look! If you if you don't like it, don't have it on your phone." But they don't want to ban it. But to me, it's it's somewhat similar too to this discussion about banning the ownership of of land in Montana by the communist Chinese. And especially uh, given the the increased war footing, uh, you're right. I you heard me right. War footing that China is putting themselves on right now. And I, I mean, I I mentioned this. I was at the Lincoln Reagan dinner in Dillon on Saturday night, and and I started off by saying, you know, oh, oh, the China spy balloon. If you'd asked me a month ago what I was going to talk about at the Lincoln Reagan Saturday night, I didn't spend too much time talking about this. But if you'd asked me a month ago, I would have talked about the China spy balloon. But I did make the point because I was talking about talk radio. and. And how the fake news media has gotten everything wrong, and yet talk radio was here to get it right. And I made the point that when it comes to the China spy balloon, that, that oh, oh, it takes the balloon going up. It takes the balloon literally hovering right over our heads for other people to finally recognize the threat of the communist Chinese. When we've been talking about the threat of the communist Chinese for years now.
2: You're right. You're right. Um, sadly enough, I guess we need more of a visual wake-up call to to realize just how harmful some of these evil places are.
1: yeah how would you wrap up uh before we get to our other callers here 2940970 by the way if there's other legislators that want to you know jump in and say hey this is what i'm working on now that we're in the middle of this transmittal break but how would you just sum up the first half of the legislative session in particular the way i summed it up in in dylan is i said wow i said look at the contrast i said republicans are delivering over a billion dollars in tax relief to all montanans and really what is defined the democrats they're dragging drag queens to the to the capital because they want them to be able to read to your kids Uh, what a contrast
4: (laughs) yeah
2: i guess i guess so as a freshman um you know it's kind of a i feel like i i'm in the middle of the pacific ocean with a with in a dog paddle but um (laughs) but i would tell you that i do i really am proud of us i think that we are going to by the time this session ends i think I pray that we are definitely going to give back to our citizens and um, also make some improvements and you know, do some investing in tem- into a lot of our needed infrastructure and um, and uh, just make
1: Montana better. Well, I, t- I know you're being humble and being polite, but y- you are—you uh, know—you are very knowledgeable of uh, what's going on in Helena, what's going on in state politics. I know both you and and your husband Gordy Vance, a former state senator himself. I- I'm just glad to see you've got Gordy there to hold your purse and to get you coffee uh, while-, while you get the job <laughs> done.
2: <laughs> well. On occasion he does that. What he's got a fantastic job right now. I'm so proud of him. He is the Senate sergeant at arms. So that's right. He is making sure that people can focus and get the business done and all the shenanigans and silliness is um, held at at um held down a little
1: bit yeah those guys in the sergeant at arms office are great there's a couple of them i I served in the national guard with them and uh and so it's it's fun seeing some some fellow uh, national guard veterans there uh, serving in the sergeant at arms office there's a basically kind of like the security guards making sure that uh the riffraff stays out of the official uh uh, legislative leadership (laughs) offices yeah no
2: they are they're a great bunch there's i'll tell you legislative staff is absolutely amazing you they work so hard and people do not understand or or really see it but um they're 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 really great people
1: well senator silly vance great to hear from you thanks for calling in nice surprise phone call that's why we love having the phone lines open
2: well i got to be first thanks aaron i really appreciate you and i
1: appreciate your show Hey, Thank you. Thanks for what you do. 406 294 is the number for you as well. And uh, you don't have to be a state senator or a state representative to call into the show. This is the show where you get to talk because uh, much like it's great to hear from these lawmakers, because while they're in the middle of this transmittal break, normally right now they'd be rushing from committee hearing to committee hearing or to floor action or to this meeting or to that meeting. And so they can't always call in to a show like this. Right. But now that they're on this This uh, week long break, they're able to do so. They've got the time to be able to do so. In a similar regard, they've also got the time now to be listening in. You know, some of them are out, you know, they're now checking on cows. Uh, they're now you know, back in the shop because they've got businesses to run in the meantime, so now they're finally able to listen in while they work. Uh, you know, thinking of this idea of now they've got the time to do all these things that they haven't been able to do over the past couple months of the of the legislature, for example. Some of you are in a similar position. Now you've got the time. And uh, the winter blues are almost behind us. So now you've got the time. You're you're retired. You're in that season of life where you have the time and and in in some ways the money to be able to get out there and do things. And it's going to be spring soon, and and you're going to have the nice weather, so you're going to want to get out there and do things. But you've got that achy back. You've got those achy knees. You've got those achy joints, so you feel like you can't do what you saved your whole life to finally be able to do. Well, let me tell you, there is a new option available for you here in Montana. You can stop with the steroids, you can stop with the possible surgery chatter, you can get lasting relief. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. What they do is they take the healing properties from your body and then they and then they insert those highly concentrated healing properties from your body right back into your achy joints. They'll get you moving again without the pain and without the downtime. Do yourself a favor. Call QC Kinetics. You'll, you'll have a free consultation with local medical professionals. 406 201 That's QC Kinetics. 406 201 I was talking about the threat of the communist Chinese and how they are increasingly on a war footing. Uh, Here's uh, one of the latest stories from Fox News Radio.
3: China injecting even more money into its military as the communist
1: nation says it is, quote, boosting its combat preparedness. Now, the country announcing a 7.2
3: percent military budget increase. China's premier also pledging a, quote, peaceful unification with Taiwan during an address to the country's parliament.
1: Uh, There you go. So they're now injecting even more money into their defense budget. Uh, All this as our friends in Europe continue to underfund the Ukraine war effort. That's right. It's the threat in their backyard, Russia, and yet they're expecting us to pick up more of the tab. Meanwhile, we've got the threat of the communist Chinese that are upping their defense spending, upping their military spending as Joe Biden continues to weaken our military. We had a great show Friday morning's Montana Talks. George Blackard joined us for the full 7 o'clock hour for Freedom Friday. Uh, we talked about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and how he spoke of the big anti-woke majority in America and any Republicans sitting on the sidelines. He called them potted plants. Plus, a serious topic with State Senator Barry Usher out of Billings to look out for our first responders and their families. All four hours of Friday's show on the Montana Talks podcast.
0: This is where Montana Talks. Montana talks with Aaron Clift. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot. Liberal Senator
1: John Tester had his gun grabbing buddy in Helena. Uh, what was this on Saturday night, uh, or was it Friday night? Let's see here. Yeah, Saturday night. So, I was the uh, keynote speaker at the Lincoln Reagan Dinner in Dillon, uh, Montana, Beaverhead County. Really cool frontier event center there on uh, on Saturday night. By the way, they've got their they're doing their big oyster feed. The the Shrine Club is doing their big oyster feed. So if you're a fan of, of oysters, man, this that sounds like that's going to be an incredible event coming up this weekend uh, down in Dillon. Uh, they're going to have every kind of, of oysters, fried oysters, raw oysters, baked, you name it, uh, half shell. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a really cool event. But anyway, yeah, well, I was at the uh, Lincoln Reagan dinner in Dillon. Liberal Senator John Tester was there with the pro gun control Arizona Senator Mark Kelly. Why do they think that having a gun grabber like Mark Kelly is somehow a good message for the Democrat Party? Like, Here's John Tester now trying to pretend being moderate, and they bring the gun control guy to headline their Mansfield Metcalf dinner in Helena. Uh, but here, but they must have a new guy at the Helena Independent Record uh, because because anybody who's been around knows knows this thing about liberal Senator John Tester. Liberal Senator John Tester may pretend to be just a poor old dirt farmer. But you and I know the truth. The guy is a multimillionaire. He is a multimillionaire. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a multimillionaire. Except for what's wrong with liberal senator John Tester being a multimillionaire is that wow you didn't have that much money in your pocket when you were before you were a United States senator but now after being a public servant you have millions and millions of dollars what is this, the Nancy Pelosi effect? What's going on here? Anyway, I, I, so I saw this headline in the Helena Independent Record. Tester kickstarts re-election bid at Mansfield Metcalf. And you read the whole story, and, and it's so typical of what comes out of the Lee newspapers and, and their capital coverage and their capital bureau. It's the same. Let's suck up to John Tester. Let's not hold him accountable. Let's not dare ask him any tough questions. Let's not do anything that might in any way look critical of the uh, Politburo. And, and so I'm reading this story, and I'm like, this must be a new guy that wrote this. And I think it is. Uh, the reporter's name is Nolan Lister. So maybe Nolan just showed up. Maybe Nolan hasn't been around that long. So, Nolan, you get a pass here. Uh, but if you were one of those other reporters, we would call you out for outright lying uh, to your readers here. Uh, so anyway, John Tester gets up there. And he tries to copy and paste Republican Party talking points into his speech, saying he is he is running to keep fighting for Montana values, to keep fighting for Montana values. Uh, You know, you know, John Tester, Montana values are we don't bow down to foreign dictators for our energy. Montana values are you don't take our gun rights away. Montana values are you don't open up our southern border to flood this state with dangerous drugs from the Mexican drug cartels. Liberal Senator John Tester has done absolutely nothing to stand up for Montana values. He is pushing Chuck Schumer values, if anything, coming out of Washington, D.C. By the way, uh, the chairman of the Public Service Commission uh, gave a great talk on Saturday night hammering Liberal Senator John Tester. But there's this line in the... uh, in the uh, that was James Brown, who's the chairman of the PSC in his hometown of Dillon, Montana. By the way, who hammered John Tester, which is what every single Lincoln Reagan dinner needs to do between now and Election Day. Tester said this in this Helena Independent Record story. He called all these other Republican office holders. He attacked Senator Steve Daines. He attacked Congressman Matt Rosendale. He called them and others quote. A bunch of multimillionaires, a bunch of multimillionaires who are focused on empty political rhetoric instead of fighting for working families across this country. So how come this Helena Independent Records story says nothing about the fact that John Tester, while attacking these Republican office holders as multimillionaires, how come the Helena IR story doesn't mention the fact that John Tester himself is a multimillionaire? Ah, see, it doesn't follow the narrative. Doesn't follow the narrative, and there's pro- it's probably the new kid at the Helena I R. Uh, so new kid on the block. Maybe he'll be at the '90s uh, playlist concert at the Metro coming up next month as well. A uh, new kid on the block here, but uh, yeah, Tester is a multimillionaire. But the thing is, is that Tester. Didn't really uh, have all these millions in the bank like he does now. Before he was a United States senator, see, he's become a multimillionaire after doing the bidding of Chuck Schumer. Uh, so anyway, yeah, yeah, and again, there's nothing wrong with being, you know, successful. Senator Steve Daines, uh, yeah, very financially successful. Senator Steve Daines made his money building up, helping to build up a business in Bozeman, Montana in the private sector that's how he made his wealth that's a good thing that's what america is supposed to be about liberal senator john tester collect you know basically collecting these millions while he's supposed to be a public servant anyway it reminds me there there's several uh, things that i picked up on the road this weekend so you always learn new things or or, or get new insight when you get out of the studio and you get out on Main Street and you talk with folks all across Montana, um, I'll talk more about that coming up in the uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. But uh, as you know, what, what's going to happen is we're going to get so many phone calls coming up that I won't be able to cover everything uh, because I, I always have to cut myself off because we always put a priority on your phone calls, and we want to get a chance to hear from you, and we want to get a chance to hear from callers across the state. Uh, 406-294-0970 is the number for you, by the way. Uh, Sometimes I'll have lawmakers that they they mean to call the studio, but they're calling my my cell phone instead. So as I feel my my cell phone uh, buzzing here in my pocket, I'm sure if I if I looked at my phone, I'd be like, hey, call the studio number. You're calling my cell phone. Studio number four oh six two nine four zero nine seventy. But anyway, after the Lincoln Reagan dinner in Dillon on Saturday night, I I noticed, uh, you know, one of the gentlemen that was that was out in the crowd. Uh, during the Lincoln Reagan dinner speech, uh, sent out a tweet uh, from the the Beaverhead County Lincoln Reagan dinner. So I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. So of course I gave him a follow, and and then I saw I was I was just looking at some of the stuff he's been sharing on Twitter, and he shared a story. This was back in early January. In RealClearPolitics, Real, RealClearPolitics.com is the same website where you'll oftentimes uh, see pieces written by uh, the great Frank Mealy with the Heartland Diary USA blog in Kalispell. Uh, this story, though, uh, was written by Carl Zinsmeister, who I guess worked in the Bush White House. He was chief domestic policy advisor in the White House from 2006 to 2009. But it's very interesting this this. It was Like I say, it was a very interesting read, and it talks about, you know, well, let me just give you the first paragraph. Over the coming weeks, a new band of Republicans will announce themselves as candidates in the next presidential race. The frontrunners will be scrappy populists. Today's most successful center-right politicians are not only champions of the common man, but energetic opponents ...of the idea that our society needs reordering by credential authorities. And and in this piece, I mean, he shares some great historical quotes uh, from leading thinkers in our nation's history. Uh, And then he goes even further. He quotes uh, George Washington. He quotes Alexis de Tocqueville... Uh, I think Thomas Paine is quoted in here. Thomas Jefferson is quoted in here. H.L. Mencken uh, uh, is, is, is quoted in here. George Orwell is quoted in here. But the point that he makes is, you know, you've got guys like Ron DeSantis who grew up in a blue-collar family and yet worked his way up. You've got Tim Scott, raised in poverty, went on to a college football scholarship while his brother became a sergeant major in the U.S. Army. You've got Greg Ab- Abbott, who has a disability. But he's been battling the notion that the problems should be solved by mandates from the federal government. Glenn Youngkin, who stood up to defend everyday parents from what's going on in our schools. But anyway, he he then adds this. The most striking change in modern American politics is a flipping of the class loyalties of the two major parties. For decades, Democrats were seen as defenders of the little guy, and the GOP is home for pillars of the establishment. But country club Republicans have been displaced by country music Republicans, while our socioeconomic gentry of lawyers, Wall Streeters, professors, Hollywood moguls, tech millionaires, media influence, and others from the beau monde have flooded into the, G, into the D's column. And anyway, in this piece, he goes on to point out that it wasn't just Donald Trump who made the GOP the party of the common. Man, Uh, and and he talks about how this shift has been taking place uh, really over over several years now, but it's a fascinating piece. And 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 it goes to show you, going back to liberal Senator John Tester, this is why liberal Senator John Tester is putting out these phony copy and paste talking points, because he knows it. The Democrat Party has abandoned the working class, and he is the embodiment of that abandonment.
0: Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minutes. Biden is now making moves to make America even more dependent on China. You can't make this up. This was reported by The Daily Caller. The Biden administration is now considering easing restrictions on American investments in China via an executive order by requiring notifications to the federal government as opposed to blocking the investments. Why would we do this? Why would he give, after he depleted our strategic petroleum reserves, why would
1: Joe Biden give and sell the communist Chinese oil when they are now our number one geopolitical threat and foe?
0: Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Listen. The last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver rush of our generation? That's why I want you to call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD because when you do you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, you could get up to $10,000 in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. This is the Montana Economic Minute.
3: Building electric transmission lines is hard. An electric company that I worked for a decade ago had a group of 25 very smart engineers and programmers who did a lot of sophisticated analysis to determine what would be the best projects to go ahead with. Every year, this group compiled thick reports full of recommendations. It was a sad day when I learned that despite all their hard work, the number of new lines that had been built over the previous 20 years was zero. Amazing. Every single project to alleviate bottlenecks and get power to where it was needed was stopped by local opposition. That ugly fact is just the reality that power planners need to deal with. Power lines primarily benefit those at either end, while it's all the people along the line who bear the cost, real or imagined. Those costs can be everything from farm fields cut in half to the perception of wildfire risk. And so we go on, year after year, trying to get by on what's already been built. I'm Patrick Barkey.
0: Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com.
3: Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana,
0: this is Montana Talks. With Aaron Flint.
1: All right, we haven't talked too much about it uh, here this hour of the show. Maybe we'll get into it in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, President Donald Trump headlining CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference over the weekend. Meanwhile, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, at the Reagan Library and elsewhere. Is it going to be Ron V. Don in 2024? Lots to talk about this morning here on the show, but let's jump right back into your phone calls, 406-294-0970. Gary in Billings, great to hear from you. What's on your mind?
4: Yeah, good morning, there. Thanks for taking my call. And, you know, I I hear you bring up all these things about John Kester the things he's not doing and pretending to be conservative. But when you look in the papers, John Tester gets praise from all the people, all the things he's helping them with. And it's really kind of frustrating that you bring the truth, but the people half the time don't even believe it or they don't hear it. So the question is, how do we get, you know, people don't understand just because you think you're a Democrat, you've got to support someone that's trying to destroy our country. It's, yeah. It's, I guess the first, uh,
1: the first thing I would say, Gary, is uh, let, let not your heart be troubled. And just like you know you can't trust everything you read in the paper, just remember that, like, the, the Liberal Billings Gazette and some of these, uh, the, the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, uh, these, these outlets are dying and those, those letters to the editor that you're reading, most of them are all AstroTurf. You've got a Democrat Party official sitting in a basement across from the Capitol in Helena, and they write up these letters to the editor, and they give them out to their Democrat activists, and they all send them in, likely to, to, to a dozen papers at a time, and then they all copy and paste the same stupid letter to the editor from the same AstroTurf Democrat. And then, oh, miraculously, they don't print all the Republican letters that get sent in. But but again, let not your heart be troubled. These outlets are dying. Nobody is reading them like they used to anymore. The lights are going out on the old liberal media. Heck, the the Billings Gazette building has been for sale for almost a year now, and they can't even find a buyer. Uh, you know what I saying? Mean? The place is empty. How many people still work at the Billings Gazette? And 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 the you know the one or two of the of the the folks that they have left that still try to do actual news i are probably getting furloughed by the Lee newspapers because they're going broke. You know what I'm saying?
4: Well, I, you're, you're actually right, but see, when it comes down to voting, these older people that think they're a Democrat, they vote party Democrat, and that, you've seen it in the last election. So I'm glad you have your show, that we can get the truth, and I, I, I love our country. I, I want to... Be free! I don't want somebody telling me what I can do with my checking accounts and bank accounts and yeah, pay, you know. But thanks, Aaron. you're, you're I right though. You're right. There's,
1: there's some. There's some older folks that. You know, they've been voting Democrats since since the FDR days and and you're not going to change them. So if there's people that you're not going to change their minds, don't waste your time with them. Uh, Move on uh, to folks that are actually up for having an honest conversation. But, uh, no, I'm very optimistic about 2024. Uh, And I think Montana's gotten even more conservative than 2018. All right. What about 2024 between DeSantis and uh, and Trump? Even though he hasn't announced he's a candidate for president, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, sure sounded like one while speaking at the Reagan Library in California. This is how Democrats get behind Joe Biden's expected run for re-election. But on CBS, West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin says he's not sure he supports Joe Biden for president. Manchin also refused to rule out he could throw his own hat in the ring and run for president. Now, last night, it was the former president currently leading in the polls in a head-to-head rematch with Joe Biden speaking at CPAC. All right. Yeah. Trump at CPAC, DeSantis at the Reagan Library. I've got some great sound bites from both of them uh, that we can share coming up in the nine o'clock hour. Phone lines are open. Anything and everything you want to talk about, 294-0970. Back after this.